chapter 100 this morning, Psalms chapter 100. Over the next few weeks, um, probably going to do two or three lessons more kind of along these lines. But I want us to talk about what we do in our church services and why we do them. Alright? And I'm going to, I'm going to throw some secrets at you folks. I'm going to kind of give you some of the, the hidden tactics and the method behind the madness, I guess, or our ulterior motives and things that we have. I'm going to, I'm going to give away some of those secrets to you all today. And hopefully it'll help you understand kind of what goes on in these services and why we do what we do. And you might have noticed all of our songs that we were singing this morning were all about singing. And today I want to talk about the song service. Um, music in the church, it is so important. I mean, I tell you, I, I love the singing that I just heard. I mean, you all, we got some good singers here at the church. I'm thankful for that. And I'm telling you, as we grow, it's just, it's getting better. And I'm enjoying the hymn service even more. And I'm telling you, uh, it's all, it, pretty soon, I mean, we're getting close. Pretty soon, the song service, it's going to be one of your favorite parts of the service. Because, I mean, as you get to know these songs and as more of us get to singing them and as we are growing in Christ and have more and more to sing about, it's, you're going to find out it's a lot of fun. I mean, there is nothing more enjoyable than just getting into a church full of people that just love the Lord, are excited about the things of God, and just let it rip. I mean, and just start singing out and having a good time. It's it's a lot of fun. You say, I'm not a very good singer. I can't stay on key. Those are the ones that usually have the most fun and just kind of bring the best spirit to it. You don't have to be a good singer. And I mean, while that's not, you know not a bad thing and definitely helps, but you don't. That's not necessary. We see that here, and we're going to look at this. Uh, read this chapter, Psalms 100. It says, "Make an on key noise unto the Lord, all ye lands." Oh, wait a minute, I misread that. It says, make a joyful noise, alright? So, don't use the fact that you can't carry a tune in a bucket as an excuse, alright? Just make a joyful noise, okay? What's a joyful noise? I mean, well, what's an unjoyful noise? I mean, we all know what that is, don't we? You know, yelling at each other, uh, crying, you know, just angry sounds. We all know what that is. And you can tell a joyful sound when you hear one. And, boy, singing, there's just something about singing that, uh, there's a. It's hard not to be joyful when it comes to music. Now uh, we live in a culture today, in a society where there's some there's some pretty popular music that's pretty depressing. I mean, you know, some of these country songs, man alive. I mean, the depression that goes with those things. You know, their dog died, their truck broke down. I mean, just you know, their grandma got run over by a reindeer. I mean, just it's it's bad stuff. I mean, depressing. Uh, we don't sing those things in church. But uh, some of the rock music, man, these people, they just get up there and they just start screaming and hollering and carrying on. and You can't understand a word they say and it's probably a good thing because what they're saying is not too good. And uh, we definitely don't want to have anything resembling that in the house of God and in the service. But our song service is very important. The Bible says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and His truth endureth to all generations. Beautiful passage of Scripture here in the Psalms. The book of Psalms is kind of the hymn book of the Bible. 
I mean, there's all kinds of verses that we can look at about singing and just making a joyful sound. You praise ye the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmness power. Praise Him according to His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and heart. We just use a piano right now, but that's only because that's what we have. Alright, we got an organ back there that I'm looking forward to eventually putting in commission. I mean, I, hey, trumpets, I mean, you know, harps, you know, violins, I mean, hey, the more the better. And I'm telling you, it just, you, y'all wait around, it's only gonna be a matter of time, and we're gonna have, we're gonna have the band, we're gonna have the, uh, not rock band, you know, the orchestra, we're gonna have the, uh, the choirs, I mean, it's, it's going, it's going to be awesome. And I'm telling you, if we're faithful with what we have right now and we use it to the best of our ability, we use it according to the Word of God, God is going to multiply that. Alright? God's going to do that and it's going to be exciting. Because I'm telling you, the song service, it is huge. Obviously, the preaching of the Word of God, the, you know, the, the Bible, it's the most important thing that you can have in a service. But music does a lot to help with that. And we're going to see some of that. And you know, really, and so, you know, why do we do some of the things we do? You know, Tommy, why do we start out every service with a song? Why is there piano playing going on before at the beginning before the service starts? Well, sometimes there's some practical reasons for it. For example, the piano playing starts. People know, hey, it's about time for church to start. We better get in our seats. Uh, we better, hey, we better get inside. That's part of it. But also, uh, we ought to come into the house of God with a song in our heart, in our mind, in our mouth. I mean, there's just, there is nothing greater than the sound of just walking into a church and just hearing that piano playing and hearing that music going on. I mean, if I was the pastor, I think I would come into church late every week just so I could hear the people singing as I come in. It's just a good feeling. I mean, it's, it's an enjoyable thing to hear that. And the Bible says to enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. When we come into the house of God, ultimately what we're coming for, it's not the music, but it's we're coming so the Lord can speak to our hearts through the Word of God. And music helps set us up for that. It helps get us in the right frame of mind. There's a lot of distractions out there in the world. There's a lot of things that people might be going through. There might be things that you're dealing with right now. And you know what? You need a little escape from that sometimes. You need an hour or so. You can just kind of come and get away from all that get focused on God, and you come into the house of God and it just helps to have that music going when it starts out. I would encourage you to get your hands on some good Christian music. And I listen to it all the time, listen to it throughout the week. But you know, especially on Sunday when you're on your way to church, you know, take a break from the news. Don't listen to the news before you go to church. That's going to get you in a bad mood. You know, don't, don't listen to the politics and all that stuff. You're going to be in the wrong frame of mind. Don't listen to the rock music or rap music or any of that stuff. That's not going to put you in the frame of mind that you need to be in to receive something from the Word of God. Get some good Christian music. Listen to it on on the way to church. You you get that going in there. You come into the church. You hear the music. You start getting involved in it. You're singing. It's going to help by the time the preaching gets started to help you your mind be where it needs to be. I mean, you all know you've all been there before. You might even be there right now where you're in the service. But your mind is somewhere else. And it, and that's, I've been there before. I've been there many times. And it's hard. We've got to train ourselves to just kind of put the rest of that stuff on the outside out of our minds and get focused on the Word of God because the Lord has us here for a reason. 
It's not just so we can do our time and tell everybody, hey, I went to church today. It's so you can receive something from the Word of God. But music, it prepares the heart of people to hear the preaching of the Word of God. All the songs that we sang were songs about singing. Singing to the Lord. I sing the mighty power of God. He keeps me singing songs like that. They help us. And we can. I use them on purpose to try to get you in the right frame of mind for this message. If I'm going to preach a message on salvation, many times I'll do songs about salvation. You know, but music it does all kinds of things. Some songs are calming. Songs like "Softly and Tenderly," Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. Something about that song. It just kind of see all the portals he's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. It just I don't know. There's something about that song. It just it settles you down. There's some songs that get you hyper. I mean, kids. Some of the songs we sing in King's Kids, boy, it just gets them all hyper and riled up and wanting to run around. We sing one song called uh, the other day called "Put on Your Running Shoes," talking about running from sin. And one of the things I let the kids do while we were singing that song is take off running. They're just all running around, pretty much while I'm singing. They're not even singing; they're just running. And you know, there's something about that song makes you want to run. And songs do that to you. Some songs are encouraging. Like because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds the future and life is worth the living. Just because he lives, it, hey, sometimes people come into the house of God and they're discouraged. They're facing battles in their life. Maybe they've had some defeats. They're going through some difficult times and they need uplifting. They need encouraging before they're going to be able to hear the word of God. And we can all help with that as we get together and we sing out on some, the words of songs like Because He Lives. Some songs will motivate you to action. Sometimes we need to get stirred up. Sometimes we need to get fired up about what's going on. And songs like Sound the battle cry, See the foe is nigh, Raise the standard high for the Lord. I love that song. The fight is on, O Christian soldiers, and face to face in stern array. With armor gleaming and banner streaming, the right and wrong engaged to. I feel like hitting somebody right now. I mean, I just I, that song it motivates you. It just gets you. It gets you excited. And sometimes we need that. I mean, we're constantly hearing all the junk from the world and just all the wickedness and atheism and everything that's out there. And it just sometimes you feel beat down. You feel defeated. And those songs they can they can lift you up. We can use them if I'm going to preach a message trying to stir people to action, trying to motivate them to do something for God and get involved in the fight. And we can use that. And some songs, they just they cause us to remember. They remind us of things. There are songs maybe that were special to somebody that you love. And whenever you hear that song, it reminds you of that person. Maybe it's a song that you remember from when you got, it reminds you of when you got saved. There's... There's songs, I mean, they can remind us of all kinds of different things. We don't, it's different. That, this one's different for everybody. Whatever that is. And when we sing those songs, that's why we still sing these old hymns. I like learning new songs too, but boy, there's something about these old ones that have stood the test of time that just, they have, I mean, some real meaning, some strong messages that take people back to a better time and a better place. And we, we can use that with music. But music, it's also, it's another way to share 
a message. One way, Colossians three sixteen. I want you. To, I want you to look at this passage. You know the truth is, you know I'm the one that's preaching the message. But sometimes there's been others here who have got up and they've delivered messages through a song. There's there's song there's messages in those songs. Messages can be delivered through the piano when you hear that tune and you know the words of that song. It causes you to think of some things. It's it's delivering a message. It's reminding of some things. But music is a gentle way to get a message across. Colossians three sixteen says. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. That word admonishing, it means to put in mind or to caution or reprove gently or to admonish or to warn. Now, in music, it does that. There's messages that we can give out. Now, I'm just if what if we're, there's things that we want to put in your mind when you come to church. We want to get you thinking about Jesus. If you're lost, we want you to get to thinking about your soul and what's going on. And uh, the music can do that. For example, we can sing a song like "Only a Sinner Saved by Grace." And once I was foolish and sin ruled my heart. Causing my footsteps from God to depart. That song, you know what it tells you? It reminds you that you're a sinner. We can sing another song like, We have heard the joyful sound. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. What's that telling you? Hey, there's somebody that can save your soul. It's also telling you who it is. We can sing another song. Like on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. The emblem of suffering and shame. You know what that tells us? That reminds us that there is a penalty for our sin. And Jesus paid that penalty for us. Also, we can sing songs like, Whosoever heareth, shout, shout the sound. Spread the blessed tidings all the world around. Spread the joyful news wherever man is found. Whosoever will may come. You know what we're telling everybody? Hey, if you want, just call on the Lord for salvation. You know what we've done? We've just through songs, we've given the plan of salvation. We've put it on. We've put it on their head. Hey, you're a sinner. Hey, through music, we put it in their head. Jesus can save your soul. They, Jesus paid the penalty for your sins on that old rugged cross. And if you'll call on the Lord for salvation, He'll save you. We're putting the message in your head. Well, that sounds kind of sneaky, but that's what music does. They've been doing that for years. Go to Menards. You ever been there? Plumbing, electrical appliances too. Savings will always come right back to you. And what happens when you go to Menards? You save big money. You save big money. You can tell I've been in Menards a lot. But I used to work there and they played that exact same song and I hated it. Because I, I, they just played it over and over again. But you know what? Hey, i got to go do some work on my house. I need to save big money. I'm going to Menards. Hey, it worked. You know, and they do that on TV commercials. They do that. There's songs that they use to remind you of their product and get it into your head. And those, it, it works. And you know what? We're trying to use this for good because these things are true that we're talking about. And really, and it's a gentle way to get a message across. That word admonishing, that's what it means. And what, I mean, really, what would you prefer? How would you like it if the first time you walked into this church, somebody just came right up to you and said, Hey, Brother Renee, are you saved? Or are you lost? Well, that would be kind of awkward, wouldn't it? But listen, 
that what we're all about here, it's going to be a little secret. We want lost people to come here and figure out that they're lost so they can get saved. We want to find out who's saved and who's lost. We want them to know. We, that's why we're here. We want to see people get saved. But you know what? We're going to scare folks off if they come walking in. Hey, you saved or you lost. So you know what we do? We sing songs like, Are you washed in the blood? In the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb. Ask it a question. And hopefully people think, I wonder if that's me. I don't even know what that song's talking about. Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? I don't know. And maybe they'll try to find out. We're using that. I mean, imagine somebody came to you and just say, I'm sorry, but I mean, you just, you look terrible. You look like you need the Lord. You know, we hate the. Pick on people. There's some folks you can tell, man. They, you go out there, and it's like, man, they need saved bad. I mean, life has just been rough on them. They look miserable. They look like they're about ready to commit suicide. And you can't go to somebody and say, you really look like you need the Lord. You look like you're as lost as Adam's house cat. I really think you need to get saved. But we could, if somebody comes in and they're like that, we can sing songs like, He is able to deliver thee. He is able to deliver thee. Though by sin oppressed, go to Him for rest. Our God is able to deliver thee. We can use music. That way people, hey, we got a message we want to give them. And that can help. But imagine if somebody, uh, or the presenting a message through singing, it's going to help but also keep people from feeling like they're singled out. I mean, you know, we said we're not, we're not, I'm being real open and honest with what we're trying to do here today. Okay, but if somebody comes in that looks like they're lost, okay, I'm not going to just it's like, all right, folks, we got a visitor here today, and they don't look like they're saved. I'm pretty sure the rest of you all are. So I'm going to preach a salvation message because we got we got to make sure they get it. And I just I preach right now. I mean. Not gonna, not gonna go over well, well probably. Gonna probably scare them off. We're never gonna see, see them again. But we can use these things. And you know what? The Holy Spirit is the one that really needs to speak to hearts of people if they're gonna be saved. And the Holy Spirit, we clearly see throughout the Bible that He works through the preaching of the Word of God. And He also works through music. I've seen many times during the song service, people get under conviction and Go pray at the altar. It's not that it's not that uncommon. Somebody's up there, they're just singing a special. And about and they somebody gets convicted. That message spoke to their heart. It did something to them. Sometimes people might start crying, maybe because uh it reminds them of something that they went through, or maybe maybe they're just happy. It it gives them a, it gives them a happy feeling if something comes over them from the message of that music. And it is. It's a very. It's a. It's a gentle way to do it. Teaching, teaching, and admonishing one another. We're trying to teach people things about Christ. We're going to teach them who it is that saves you through songs like "Jesus Saves." We're going to teach them the only way to salvation was songs like "Nothing But the Blood." We want. We're going to teach them that, and we do that through the songs. But music. It's a way that we can be unified. Second Chronicles chapter five, verse thirteen. I've talked about this passage here before, but I think it's an amazing passage where there was, I believe, it's a hundred and twenty trumpeters, 
And in verse Second uh, Chronicles chapter five, verse thirteen, it says, "It came to pass as the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord." And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. But then the house was filled with the cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not stand and minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. You know, there's something about unity in a service that will cause God to show up. You know, the truth is, the Bible says where two or three are gathered in His name, He's there in the midst. We don't have to have a big crowd for God to show up. We can just have two or three that are unified, that have that same goal in mind. And you know the truth is, sometimes during the message and during the preaching, sometimes we can get off in all kinds of different directions and be thinking about different things. Maybe somebody's looking at their watch, somebody's playing with their cell phone, somebody's reading their doing their Bible reading for the week, and you know, somebody's you know, other people are paying attention to the message. And it's not always real unified, but during that song service, boy, when you get all the instruments going, you can't hear anything else but the music. And you can't hear anything else but the singing. And everybody's singing together the same thing. That that's one of the most unified moments in the church. And we see in the story here when they got together. I mean, there was people doing all kinds of different things. Some were blowing trumpets. Some were banging cymbals. Some were playing using other instruments of music. Some were just singing. But they made one sound. It was something that all went together. And when they did, the Lord showed up. The point the priest couldn't even stand to minister in that temple because the glory of God was there. And unity is something that it is a powerful thing. And it will get a message across to other people. You know, when we live in a world that says, hey, there's many ways to heaven, well, that's not true. But when people come in here and they hear all of us, Singing, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's going to help. When people come in here in the house of God and they hear all of us singing songs, like, to God be the glory, great things He hath done. That's it's going to it's going to be powerful. Hey, you know how do I know what to do? How do I know what to follow? You know what you got to do. You know what we do around here? We're standing on the promises of Christ, my King. Through eternal ages, let His praises ring. Glory in the highest, I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. That's what we're doing around here. Hey, it's the Word of God. And we're all singing about it. We're all united on that. And people hear that and it's like, you know what? I mean, maybe I'm supposed to stand on the promises. Maybe I'm supposed to follow the Word of God. You know how many goofy philosophies there are that are based off a song? Some worldly song written by some ding-dong that didn't have a clue about life. You know how many people think it's okay to follow your heart because they hear all the Disney princesses singing about following their heart? That's foolish. That's completely unbiblical. But yet, people think that's what you're supposed to do. We mentioned it at Sunday school this morning. You know how many people think we're all God's children because there's many songs that talk about how we're all God's children, yet we're all God's creation, but we're not all God's children. We see that in the Bible. Many people have a lot of false ideas that they've not studied them, they've not read the 
what the Bible has to say. They've just heard it sung so many times that they think it's reality. So you know what? If we're, if we're going to combat that, we've got to teach them songs that have the truth in them that are telling the truth. And it's going to help. We And these things, they can make a difference. But the music that you hear in church, when you come in, when you come in the house of God during, during the week, a lot of times it will stay it will stay with you throughout the day and maybe even the week. Ephesians chapter five verse eighteen. Ephesians chapter five verse eighteen. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Note, it says, be filled with the Spirit. And at first it says, be not drunk with wine where it is excess. He's saying, don't be putting stuff inside of you that's going to cause you to do wrong. Something that's going to cause you to get drunk. You're supposed to be full of the Holy Spirit. If you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to take some things in that's going to help with that. And music will do that, can do that for you. And it says, speaking to yourselves. Listen, I'm not saying everybody's got to sing specials in church. While we enjoy hearing people sing specials, you know, there may, there may be some here, I mean, you can't carry a tune in a bucket. I mean, if you tried hitting the high note, you might break one of the windows. I mean, we don't, that's possible. But you know what? You can sing to yourselves. I've said this before, and this sound, when I tell people this, they look at me funny like I'm bragging. But I say all the time, I'm my favorite singer. Like, well, that's kind of braggadocious. I didn't say I thought I was the best singer. I know that for a fact. I just enjoy singing. And I like hearing people sing too, but I like being a part of the singing. I just, I enjoy it. It's, it's a lot of fun. It, it, I, and I love you know, going down, driving down the road when nobody else is around. And I listen to some music that the singers are a lot better than I am. That have ranges that blow mine away. But I sure enjoy trying to keep up with them. And I enjoy sometimes just, just letting it rip. And you know what? It, it puts me, it puts me in a good mood. Cause you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, you might not believe it, I get in a bad mood sometimes. I've been in a bad mood a lot this week. Poison ivy, man. It'll totally affect your frame of mind when you're just itching constantly. Drive you crazy. But you know what? Sometimes when I'm in that bad mood, sometimes things aren't going that well. Sometimes you get to you know, doing the budget and you're looking thinking, man, how am I going to pay my bills? And you just get in a bad mood. That'll get you in a bad mood fast. But then you know what? Sometimes on purpose, I'll go and I'll listen to songs like God Will Provide. Beyond what we imagine, so much more than we could fathom, He will supply. Sometimes I see uh, there's been. Ch- I, I, listen, I'm not. I'm not just saying this just to sound good. But you know, sometimes I'll be going. You look. You get some bills and things in the mail that's just kind of unexpected. And I, there's a song that I, I learned recently that there. I, I was. I was here at the church one day, and some bill came out I wasn't expecting. And it's like, come on. And you know what? A song. A song came to my mind. This trial is just another making of one more mighty moving, one more testimony, one more chance to praise the Lord. 
This fiery situation that we have been engaged in is just another chance for God to move. And you know what? He did move. He took care of it. It was fine. You know, we, we, I'm not like everybody else. We complain all the time. Wondering how we're going to survive and how we're going to do anything. And you know what? We're still doing just fine. God just he keeps doing things. And you know what? Almost anymore, whenever that next challenge comes up, through, through music, it almost gets me excited about it. I'm going to get to see God do something. I love seeing God work. I love seeing God do something. But you know what? My doubting, my flesh, my doubtful flesh, that's just not always very spiritual sometimes, my mind that's thinking about all the other junk out there that sometimes listens to what the devil has to say, it gets me concerned. It gets me worrying. It gets me in a bad mood. Sometimes I can fight it with the Scripture. Sometimes I fight it with the song. And you know, most of the songs that I know, most of the songs that I sing are ones that I've just grown up hearing during church. There's been many times I've heard somebody else sing a special in church. And that song, maybe something later was going on in the week, and that song kind of helped me in that situation. That there was a message in that song and it, it helped get me through. Music does that. And we don't know what people are going to face. We don't know what's going to go on. That's why we sing songs. That's why we sing multiple songs. That's why we got this hymn book full of songs trying to get them in your heads and trying to, trying to teach you them because there's going to be a day when you're going to need those songs. Wait, I only preach one message during each service. I try to stick to one subject. But you know, with songs, we can hit a bunch of different subjects. Because there's going to be a lot of different needs that are going to be going on throughout this week. And that music that you hear, that's going to stay with you. So why, why do we use music for so many years? Why do we dis, why do we dismiss in music? Because you know what? We want, we want you to come in with that song in your heart. We want you to come in with that attitude of thinking about God. And you know what? Hopefully you're going to walk out with that same attitude. And you know what? There's going to be a, you're going to, as soon as you walk out these doors, you're going to get hit with several things. It's going to try to distract you, but boy, there's something about music that just stays with you. You know, my my dad he talks about all the time. My dad he can't remember names to save his life. I mean, he he's just he's bad at remembering things. He's always complaining about his memory, but it drives him crazy because you know when he was a teenager he listened to all the rock and country music and all that stuff, and he will be in the store and they'll start playing some oldie. And he can sing every word of that song. And he can sing every word. I'm the same way. I, I can. I remember songs. I mean, you name a cartoon from the '80s, and I will sing the theme song. I, I can do it. I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, if I watch that cartoon, I can sing their theme song. I can sing all the. I can sing all the songs for commercials. I, I, I remember those songs. I, le- I learn songs fast. I'm good at that. Memorizing scripture, I'm a little bit slow. I, I got to work a little harder on that, but music, and I think most of us are like that. We remember, we remember songs, and there's things we want people to remember. Things that people, some people, they maybe only come one time, and we want them to take something with them, and we can we can use that with music. It is a powerful, powerful tool. That's why Satan is using it so much today. 
That's we've got all the perverted, just garbage junk that's out there today. That is why that same perverted garbage music is making its way into churches today. Why wouldn't Satan want to take away this powerful tool we have and start using it for evil? He's done. He's done that with music. People they they'll say things like, "Well, music is amoral. It doesn't matter what the music's like." As long as the words are okay. Sorry. I've preached a message on that. I'm not going to re-preach that. But music, the music itself, it does something to you. I mean, can you imagine singing a song like The Fight Is On to the tune of Amazing Grace? The fight is on. Oh, Christian soldiers. It just uh, it doesn't do the same thing, does it? It's not the same thing. Music is powerful, and I'm thankful. You know, there's some religions out they don't believe in using music. They don't believe in using instruments. I'm glad we're not that because I don't know. It's this is something that we see it throughout the Bible, and I love it. And music is something that you all contribute to. You all, when you just sing along in the hymns, you're helping give that message. It blessed my heart hearing you sing the songs this morning. It would have been discouraging for me, and it would have been hard for me if when I'm up here leading singing, if I'm the only one singing, and everybody else is just, I don't feel like singing. But it helps. We're helping each other, and we always want to use this tool for the glory of God, the things of God. And it's always going to be a big part of our service around here. Because it is something that God's commanded us to use. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Let's all stand together right now with our heads bowed and eyes closed.